The views and opinions of shows on KCNR are those of the hosts, guests, and callers only, and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of KCNR Radio. Good morning, everyone. This is Dr. Patricia Bay, and you're tuning in to Therapy in a Nutshell, here on KCNR, 96.5 FM, 1460 AM, your talk radio. Good morning, everyone. This is Dr. Patty. We're going to be talking about something that I have seen in my office constantly for 30-plus years, and it is a huge issue in relationships, in personal accomplishment, in peace of mind, and all kinds of stuff. So I find myself talking to people about it, I would say every single day it comes up in at least a couple of sessions. And that is the issue, that people's behavior often does not match their words. And it isn't always the person sitting in front of me who says that their behavior is not matching their own words. It's They're very confused by the behavior and the words of other people. For example, I hear it about relationships all the time. A real typical example is he or she says they're into me, they say they they love me, they like our relationship, but their behavior shows disinterest or disgust, or they say they love me, but they don't act like they like me. And that's an interesting thing because I say that to people all the time in my office. I say, like couples will sit down and I say, okay, how are you guys doing? And and do you like each other right now? And they usually laugh because what's interesting is I often know they love each other, but they certainly act like they don't like each other. And so when I ask that question, I usually get kind of a chuckle and, and sometimes I get no I can't stand him right now, or she drives me nuts right now. So loving and caring and commitment to staying aren't always the same thing as liking someone. And what happens is when you don't like someone or something or what is happening or what is about to happen, it shows in your behavior. It shows on your face. It shows in your body language. It shows in how you act. So let's take a whole other example. In relationships, I think it's more obvious. What if it's something subtle? You sit down to dinner that your spouse made, and you're kind of pushing the food around and not really eating it. And they're going, oh, what's the matter? Don't you like it? You go, oh, no, 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 I'm, I'm just not very hungry. And, oh, it's awesome. It's really good. Your behavior is saying, eh. And you're not really saying it out loud that it's not quite what you wanted or it's not right or you don't like it. Something's wrong with it. So your words aren't matching your behavior. Especially if you get up from the dinner table, don't eat what was put in front of you, and, you know, 20 minutes later you're raiding the pantry for something else to eat. Then the the person said, well, I thought you weren't very hungry. You know, so that kind of interaction happens between people all the time. Let's give another totally different example. Your teenager says that they get it, that they get in trouble every time they do the dishes because they do the dishes halfway. They load the dishwasher kind of funky. They don't wipe down the counters. And if you're 
like my oldest, she used to have a habit of she'd never turn around and look behind her. So she wouldn't look at the stove or she wouldn't go look at the table and see if she got everything off of it. And so we'd have this talk, look, you have to do the dishes all the way. And I think in the moment it was her total intention. Yes, I will do the dishes all the way, I promise. And I get it. And But her behavior didn't match her words. I think in the moment she wanted to but then would get distracted or something like that. So it would be a constant battle. And the issue for me as a mom was your behavior doesn't match your words. The issue for her was probably that I was nagging her about the dishes. So that is a typical interaction between a parent and a child or a teenager. And it's a typical interaction in relationships. You said you would come. You said you'd show up. You said you would do that. I counted on you when you said you would do this. And then when it doesn't get done, the the issue that's on the table is not the what, which is the topic, the content. The what might be uh, you didn't pay that bill when you said you were going to. The issue is the process. You said you would do something and you did not. That's when behavior does not match words. And it wrecks relationships because it wrecks trust. You catch that? When you don't say what you mean, mean what you say, and do what you say you're going to do, it compromises the trust in a relationship. So in this show today, we're going to be talking about this issue of making your behavior match your words. And on one hand... You're going to be looking at those around you and going, yeah, my spouse, my teenager, my boss, my whoever doesn't make their behavior match their words. And that's okay. You can look at the people around you. But what I really want you to do is I want you to fix the only person you can really fix. I want you to stop and look at yourself and say, does my behavior match my words? Because that's the person that you can fix. You can't fix anyone else, just yourself. So we're going to talk about different ways that this happens. And then by the end, I want to give you how to change it, how to do it with more consistency. Because when you can make your behavior match your words, you garner respect from other people. People trust you more. They know that you're a person they can count on. And it goes a long way toward healing relationships and healing problems. Let's let's look at a couple of different examples before we go to break here. Um, how often do people say, I'm going to work out? They pay for an expensive gym membership and they set their intention. They're going to be going three times a week and they're going to get up and go before work and blah, blah, blah. And they're paying the expensive gym membership. And then they don't go. Why does their behavior not match their words? Were they lying when they paid for the gym membership? No, I think in the moment, their intention was good. And they're probably thinking, this is going to make me do it if I'm paying the money. But somehow it doesn't work. Occasionally, you hear people that join the gym and they actually really go. And then they get in the habit of going. Then they really like going. And then they keep going. But more often than not, and this is what gyms count on, They sell a ton of memberships because they know a large percentage of the people aren't going to even show up. So that's where your behavior isn't matching your words, isn't matching your intention. Let's look at relationships. So often people say to me, 
I thought he loved me, or she said she really wanted this relationship. Uh, We got engaged. We were going to get married. We made promises to each other, and then it slowly fell apart and didn't follow through. What's happening here? Is it that they don't love the person? They probably care about them. They probably love them. But their behavior is speaking way, way louder than their words. And that's, that's really interesting. So the thing I'm talking about is you don't want to let the words that people say blind you to what their behavior says to you. Because behavior is their true intention, their true meaning, and their true what they're going to do and what they really want to do and what they really mean. So we're going to go to break. And when we come back, I want to talk to you about what are some of the motivating factors that keep people from actually doing what they say they're going to do. Even though they're not bad people and they're not purposely trying to hurt you and they wouldn't hurt their spouse or their girlfriend or their teenager or their teenager hurting their parents for the world, but their behavior is what ends up harming the relationship And their words not matching their behavior creates an additional layer of harm. All right, going to go to break. When we come back, we're going to talk some more about does your behavior match your words? Welcome back to Therapy in a Nutshell. You're listening to the beautiful music of Randy McGinnis, Native American flutist. Absolutely stunning music, relaxing, mesmerizing, help you sleep, help you relax, perfect for meditation or yoga. You can go to randymcginnis.com and check out all six of his CDs. Each one is different and stunningly beautiful. Thank you, Randy, Native American flutist, for allowing us to use your music on this show. It's been such an enhancement for the show. I love it. Okay. We're talking about does your behavior match your words? And let's look at some of the reasons that people's behavior doesn't match their words. Um, Let's take a really obvious example. Politicians. It's the biggest complaint we hear about politics these days is politics will throw out something that they firmly believe or that they they talk about with conviction, and then they go ahead and do what they want or they vote how they want or they they do something different than what their promise or their stated intention was. In fact, it's so common that people laugh about it and they expect it out of politicians, that they're not going to be straight up and say what they mean and mean what they say and then do what they say. So that's kind of a real um, universal example that people from all sides of political perspectives will say, oh, yeah, we see that all the time. So keep that in mind because that's an example of that kind of behavior. But now let's go more subtle. Let's look at relationships because this is where so much happens that's so damaging. Um, let's start with whether someone is into you or not. There's a really cool book, and it's a movie called He's Just Not That Into You. And it's a great book. I, I recommend people read it all the time. And it's a very good movie because what it's talking about is what the person says and what they follow through in their intention about liking somebody or wanting to get into a relationship doesn't always match. 
And so the, the common the common lesson in that book and in that movie is stop and look at their behavior and you'll see that he or she is not just that into you. Their words might say it, but their behavior does not. So it's a super good book or movie to watch to look at the principle that I'm talking about here. You always, always need to look at someone's behavior as opposed to their words. In a relationship, when somebody expresses intent but does not follow through, there are a whole lot of reasons why they might be doing that. Are they fearing being controlled so they automatically rebel? And if they say, I tell you I'm going to do the dishes after dinner tonight and then I disappear or I go sit on the couch and fall asleep or I turn on some, something on TV and I don't get up and do it, and then you're kind of irritated that your spouse said, I will, but they didn't. Or then they say, all right, I'll do them in the morning. And you go, okay, but I don't want to come home from work tomorrow to a sink full of dirty dishes. I'll do them, I promise. I will. I just don't want to do them right now. So do you want to be the nag or the mommy or the the B word and, and rag on them? Or if you get up and do it yourself, then you look like a disgruntled, angry, you know, person who's, they're saying, I told you I'd do them in the morning. How many of you have had that fight? It's so common that I hear it in my office all the time. It's what happens in relationships. Stated intention doesn't match behavior. And then there's a whole lot of, you know, parlaying around of what I said and what I meant and I didn't mean that and I told you I'd do this and you didn't believe me and why are you being so disgruntled? Think of the conflict that happens with that. Now, how does that build intimacy? It doesn't. It tears people apart because now the person who is saying your behavior isn't matching your words is faced with being disgruntled. Do I say something and look like the nag? Do I do it myself and look like I'm pissy and having a little wobbly here? Do I believe them when they often say that and then you come home from work tomorrow and there's still a sink full of dishes there even though you were promised and they didn't and you tried to believe them? But it's exasperating. This is what you would think that this only happened between parents and teenagers. But it's not true. It happens between spouses and relationships all the time. So if we go looking at relationships, it can happen when you're first getting into a relationship. How do each of you feel? And who is being super honest? It's interesting because can you picture two people dating and one person saying, you know, I'm enjoying my company with you, but I I don't really feel like this is a relationship of a lifetime for me. We're just kind of a little too different in some important areas. So um, if I had my way, we'd be friends and we'd stop the dating part. How many times are people that honest when they begin dating? There's an instinctual thing in all of us that says, I don't want to hurt your feelings. I don't want to be mean. Uh, I don't want to say too much honesty because it's going to be harmful to you. And I don't want you to look at me and think that I'm some kind of negative, nasty person. I want you to like me, but I also want to do what I want to do and not what I say I'm going to do or I... My, uh, I don't know what to do here. They're 
they get all confused. And then their behavior doesn't match their words. So it'd be really interesting for people that are dating or forming a relationship to not listen to the dialogue at all, but to watch a video of how they're interacting with the person and how that person is interacting with them. Are they leaning forward? Are they engaging in the conversation? Are they making eye contact? Is there any kind of subtle little touch between them? Which direction are their feet pointing? When they're sitting there interacting with each other, are they turned away from the person and facing the door? That's subtle body language that says, part of me wants to be out of here. It's interesting. So if you watch behavior and don't just listen to the words, you'll learn a lot, whether it's your teenager or your spouse or somebody you're dating or your boss or a coworker. Have you ever worked with somebody that says, okay, I'll get on that right away. I'll take care of that. And then they don't. And then they say, oh, I got really busy and I, I couldn't get to it, but I'll, I'll do it first thing in the morning. And then they don't. So do you pick up the slack and go do it for them? Maybe. I know that everyone listening has experienced this somewhere with somebody. And again, let's go back to the huge issue. You need to stop and take a look at yourself because the only person you can truly fix and truly change is you. Now, you can listen to this podcast when it is, when my radio show becomes a podcast. You can listen to that and get, listen to it with your partner and say, we need to work on this. Can we listen to this? Because this is a problem in our relationship. But even then, your partner, your business partner, your spouse, your, your teenager are going to have to say, yeah, I do that and I need to fix that. And the last section of the show, I'm going to talk to you about ways to fix this problem. So sometimes people are afraid of giving up control and they're afraid of saying they'll do something and then being locked into that behavior. Sometimes the person in the moment means it totally. I will do the dishes in the moment, in the morning. I promise I'll do them in the morning. Uh, You won't come home from work tomorrow to a sink full of dirty dishes. I promise. And in that moment, they're very well-meaning. But part of them is kind of lazy. Do they really want to do the dishes? No. Is there ever anybody that really wants to do the dishes? I guess sometimes. There's some people that go, oh, please, let me do the dishes. Okay, that person needs a medal or a trophy. But most people, it's like, okay, i got to do the dishes. And you do them. It's kind of like laundry. I I like folding clothes. But, you know, (laughs) it's, it's interesting. Not very many people really want to do the dishes. So if you think you're waiting until they do... Okay, it's not going to happen. They're well-meaning. I will do the dishes, I promise, but they're really kind of lazy about it. And they really don't want to. And because they really don't want to, that controls their behavior more than their statement of I will do the dishes. So they mean it in the moment, but they can't hold on to it because they really don't want to. And they really kind of don't care. And where it might mean something to you not to come home from work tomorrow to a sink full of dirty dishes, it probably doesn't matter to them. Maybe because they're not going to cook dinner, or they're just as happy cooking dinner around a messy kitchen. People that cook don't like that, by the way, in case you didn't know that. So those are some of the reasons that people don't follow through with what they're going to say, or their behavior doesn't match the words. But one of the biggest reasons is there's inner conflict. 
for example, they say, yeah, I'll call you, or let's get together again, or this was so nice to meet and talk, but they really have an inner conflict about taking the time or the energy or getting together or the person isn't really exactly who they want to spend time with. So it's not quite what they want, but they don't want to be mean and straight up and say, you know, I'm probably not going to see you again. It's it's difficult. When I teach people how to date, one of the things I teach them is when you go to meet somebody for that first in-person interaction, so you, you know, you, you met them briefly or somebody set you up to get to know someone or you met them online, you have to have an exit line, which is one reason I say meet them for coffee or meet them for lunch and you have to go somewhere and get back somewhere. But if it's not right... Why waste their time and your time? But you have to be able to be honest and say, you know, this. It, I'm glad I got to meet you, but I can feel that this isn't quite right, and neither one of us should probably waste our time. That's so hard to do, and do that in a kind manner. It's you know, Nobody likes to feel like they're being a nasty, horrible person. Some people do, but most people don't want to hurt other people's feelings. So... The inner conflict becomes, I want this, but I don't want to say that because I don't want to look like a bad person. So I'm going to say I like it when I don't. Or I'm going to say I will do it when I don't want to. The inner conflict will always show in someone's behavior. Follow that. The inner conflict that someone has will always show up in their behavior. Your teenager says, I'll be home by 10. They don't want to come home by 10. They want to stay out with their friends. So they'll come back at 11, and they'll hope they're not in too much trouble, or they'll hope they can sneak in and you're asleep and you won't know what time they came home, or they're going to just do what they want anyway and, you know, darn the consequences. Uh, or that statement, it's better to ask for forgiveness than ask for permission. <laughs> That's behavior not matching your words. And that's what parents get mad at teenagers a lot for. But how often do those parents stop and look at their own behavior and say, I don't, my behavior doesn't match my words. And I've been modeling that for my kid forever. It's really important. That's one reason I keep saying you've got to take a look at your own behavior. Okay, we're going to go to break. And when we come back, I want to talk to you some more about this. And by the last section of the show... I want to talk to you about ways that you can fix your behavior and make your behavior match your words. All right, we'll be back in a minute. Welcome back to Therapy in a Nutshell. This is Dr. Patty, and we are talking about, does your behavior match your words? All right. Remember that intention does not equal action. And that is a problem with so many people. I intended to eat more healthy. I intended to go to the gym. It was my intention to stop drinking so much. It was my intention to quit smoking. 
um, I didn't intend to jump into bed with that person. I um, was going to get my work done and turned in at school. I was going to do my homework. Um, it was my intention to finish my degree, and I didn't. Uh, I was going to get the tires checked on the car. I was going to fill up my tank with gas. That's that's my big one, by the way. I I just avoid getting gas, and I don't run out of gas, but I get really close, which is not good. <laughs> but it's not, it's my intention to get gas before the light turns on in my car. I'm not real good at that. My behavior does not match my words on filling up my car. <laughs> Anybody that knows me is laughing about that right now. So intention does not equal action. And many of us have a lot of wonderful, beautiful, loving, kind, good intentions that we don't do. Why? I think we like to think of ourselves in a certain way. We like to think of ourselves as productive and efficient and kind and empathetic and helpful to people and honest like, for example, if you told somebody whose intention didn't match their words or their stated, I will do that, doesn't match what they actually did, if you called them a liar, they would go ballistic because they do not view themselves as a liar. But what happens when you state, I will do this, and then you do not? Is that lying? Or is it just a slip up? Or you meant your behavior to match your words, but the end result was your behavior did not match your words. Were you lying? Most of us would say, no, I wasn't lying. I really intended to do that. So take my own personal example that I will, I intend not to wait till that stupid light is on in my car to stop and get gas. My intention is to get it as soon as it hits like a quarter of a tank left, but I don't often do it. Why? Am I lying? No, I'm not lying. I mean to. Why don't I do it? Because I don't really like stopping to get gas. I can do it. There's nothing about getting gas that I don't like except for it's an interruption to where I'm going and what I'm doing. And I get very direction focused and don't really like to stop and do that. So my behavior doesn't match my intention. And I don't really take a whole lot of time to figure out why not. Mostly because it only hurts me. Um, I'm the one that risks running out of gas on the side of the freeway or something. But I also don't let it get that far. I I never intend to run out of gas, and I haven't run out of gas since I was like 20 years old. So I don't intend to ever run out of gas, and I will not hear that intention. And that behavior matches those words. So am I a liar? No. Do I have good intentions? Absolutely. I have good intentions. Do I follow through with my good intentions? Not always. And that's just a little example. Now let's take a much bigger example. Let's say you've got a teenager who's very, very smart. And you know they could be getting straight A's if they wanted to. But they're getting nasty grades because they really don't care. And they promise you, I'll do it this next semester. I'll get caught up in math. I'll do my English assignments. I promise. Yeah, come on. I will. Okay, fine. You can have your car back, but you're going to you're going to turn in all your papers this week, right? And they'll go, yeah, yeah. And is there, are they lying? Probably not. Is it their intention they're going to do it? Probably. Do they do it? No. And then what's the argument that you have? 
You said you would do it, and you did not. You lied to me. No, I wasn't lying to you. I know this sounds super familiar to everybody because it is a human problem that everybody does that harms their relationships. Our intention often does not match our words. And remember that intent does not equal action. You can go to the gym. You can pay for that expensive membership. You can have all the intentions in the world of showing up and working out and not go. Your action says, I don't want to. I didn't. You can't make me. And I was tired. And um, my back hurt. And it was crowded down there. And, and I'm kind of embarrassed to go. There, so many people will tell you they don't go to the gym because they feel too fat to go to the gym. Think about that. I need to go to the gym and work out because I feel out of shape or fat or I'm gaining weight or I'm losing my cardio ability. I'm huffing and puffing, taking the garbage out to the driveway. (sighs) My intention is I need to do that. But what's the underlying reason somebody doesn't go? They don't want to get up. They're tired. They feel fat and ugly. They don't like their workout clothes. They're embarrassed to be there. They don't really know what they're doing. It's hard. I'm uncomfortable. I can't get into a routine. So I mean to go, so I sign up and pay the money thinking that's going to make me go, and then I don't go. See where intention falls off and action does not happen. So when you are talking to your teenager, when you are looking at your love relationship, when you're looking at a coworker, Stop and think to yourself, intention doesn't equal action. So you might help someone make an action plan. When your teenager says, I'll turn in my English paper. Give me your action plan. How are you going to turn in your English paper? I'm just going to do it and then I'll turn it in. Leave me alone. No, give me your exact action plan. An action plan would sound like this. After dinner tonight, I'm going to sit down at my computer, I'm going to break out my English book, I'm going to lay out the assignment, and I'm going to start it tonight. I'm going to get it all laid out and outlined and get it started, and then tomorrow after dinner I will finish it, and on Wednesday I will turn it in. That is an action plan. And then you can help your teenager with the action plan, right? Okay, so when our intention doesn't match our action That is, our behavior doesn't match our words. The thing that is often missing is the action plan. Or we don't make a very good action plan ourselves. So let's go back to the gym example. You pay for the expensive gym. Your intention is to go. You're finding yourself not going. So make your action plan. And it might sound something like this. Lay out your gym clothes. Have everything ready to go to work. In fact, go put everything in the car for work the next morning. Put your clothes on that you're going to change into when you're done working out at the gym. They're all in the car. Everything's ready. Your lunch is packed and on the top shelf of the refrigerator. And on the counter by your toothbrush is a note that says, get your lunch out of the refrigerator. Everything's ready to go. You don't have to get up and race around. You get up. You put your gym clothes on. You grab your lunch out of the refrigerator. You grab the protein bar that you're going to eat on the way to the gym. And you go. That helps because so much of your action plan is already done and your intention is so set that 
getting out of bed without thinking about it and putting on your gym clothes and knowing that the clothes you're going to change into for work are out there in the car already, everything's done, is going to help you make your behavior match your words because you've already accomplished a chunk of the action plan. So now let's look at improving your relationship. You and your spouse or your significant other fight all the time about you said you'd do it and you didn't. You promised me you would and it didn't happen. I thought you were going to and you didn't. And look, you said you would pay that bill and now it's late. Um, You promised me you would straighten up the garage and you didn't. You were going to get the cars washed and my car is filthy. Whatever it is that you got promised would happen and it didn't happen. Stop and look at the action plan. Did you ever hear an action plan? If you are missing your own action plan, that's a big part of the problem. If you don't hear an action plan out of your partner, then it's going to be less likely that they'll do it. So when they say, I'll pay that bill, and you say when, you're asking them, for an action plan, aren't you? Now, you could be even more specific. You're going to sit down and pay those bills or that bill or you're going to whatever. Tell me when you're going to do that so I can count on it. Give me your plan. And if they go, gosh, you know, leave me alone. I'll do it. They don't want to be cornered into a plan and they want you to get off their back. Now we're talking about control. So stop and take a good hard look at the people in your life whose behavior does not match their words. Where is the breakdown? Is it leave me alone? Don't try to control me. Don't tell me what to do. I told you I'd do it. They don't really want to do it or they don't really like it or they mean well, but they can't follow through because they're kind of lazy. What's the reason? And how capable are you of fixing their behavior? You can't. All you can do is be honest and straight up with them and say, look, when your words don't match your behavior, it's irritating. It hurts my feelings. It makes me pull away from you. It makes me not trust you. Because I don't believe when you say, I will do this, that you're actually going to do it. And if you have to be the one that's the nag or the mommy, or the daddy, or the I-will-make-you-do-it person, then that puts you in a bad position to be the bad guy, to make them do what they stated their intention was. It ruins relationships. It destroys intimacy. And it makes people not trust their significant other. It's hard. And I know there's a lot of you out there going, yeah, that's it. That's one reason you need to listen to this show when it's a podcast. You go to Dr. Patricia Bay, Therapy in a Nutshell podcast. It's on Spotify, Pandora, iTunes, uh, Audible, Amazon. It's on all of them. Just do a Google search for it. There's over 140 titles. Type in, does your behavior match your words? And listen to this with your significant other or your teenager. And if everybody makes a commitment, to make their behavior match their words, I tell you, a whole lot of things in your relationship will improve, in your household, in your relationship with your kids, in your job. If you can fix this one nasty behavior that you have 
And if those around you help work to fix their own, huge improvements are made. It's one of the easiest things to change and improve to improve your relationship. All right, we're going to go to break. In the last section of the show, I want to focus on you. You changing your behavior so that your words match your behavior. And I'm going to give you some of the formulas to fix it for yourself. So don't miss this last section because you need to make some changes. All right, we're going to go to break. We'll be back in a minute. Welcome back to Therapy in a Nutshell. This is Dr. Patty, and we're talking about does your behavior, does, do your words match your behavior? So this is a section that's going to be really important because the only person we can change is ourself. And so this is where I want you to do some deep reflection. This is like a call to consciousness, insight into your soul. How often does your behavior go along with the words that you said? If I state my intention or what I want or I say this is what I'm going to do, does your behavior match your words? So break out a piece of paper and a pen and write down the intentions that you have. You're going to write down your intentions. I intend to eat healthier. I intend to exercise more. I intend to quit smoking. I intend to drink less. Um, I intend to pay more attention to my relationship and do some fun things. Uh, I want to spend more time with my kids. I want to read more. I want to stop staring at my phone so much. What are your intentions? These are the things I hear all the time in my office. So your intentions, not what you're trying to make anyone else do. What do you intend to do for yourself to make yourself a better person? So write down your intentions on the left side of the page. And then on the right side of the page, you're going to write the behaviors that would actually show that those intentions mean something to you. And it's so interesting because we can state an intention like, I'm going to quit smoking. I have a couple clients right now that are just mortified that they can't quit smoking. It's very hard on them. So I'm going to quit smoking. But... They keep buying cigarettes, and they're not doing anything. One of them is trying everything, but one of them is not doing anything to try and help quitting smoking. So what would the behaviors be that show that you're trying to quit smoking? Um, And you can think of those. You can go buy patches. You can talk to your doctor about things that help you quit. Um, There's stuff you can do, right? So write down the behaviors that match your intentions. If you want to drink less alcohol, then write down your intention of what you're going to do to not drink so much. If you're going to eat healthier, write down some behaviors that are going to make you eat healthier. For example, if if you go out and get some high-fat French fries and then cheeseburger at lunch, and you say, I'm going to bring my lunch to work, my behavior is going to be that I'm going to pack my lunch the night before for work, Um, I'm going to write myself a note so I don't forget it in the refrigerator at home. And I'm going to take my lunch every day, and I'm going to stop going out for lunch. That would be a behavior that would match your intention, 
right? And you can see where the breakdown is. So many people have good intentions, but they don't have an action plan for their behavior. So first you're going to write down intentions, and you're going to pick one or two things, little things. Then you're going to write down your action plan, and then you're going to help yourself do it. And one way you're going to help yourself do it is you're going to check yourself. You're going to write a reminder, and and this is, you know, smartphones are a blessing and a curse, but one of the ways you can use your smartphone is you can have it come up every time you turn your phone on that there's an action plan on your screen. So you might say, my intention is to eat the lunch that I bring to work every day. And action plan, pack lunch the night before, uh, make sure I get the lunch and put it with my stuff and bring it to work with me, write a note for myself, um, check off that I did it every day, check it off on the calendar that I get a happy face on the calendar if I actually did it that day. So you write out your action plan, you check yourself on it, you have some kind of reminder system for yourself. What happens when people rely on their memory to do the stuff they intend to do. I don't know about you guys, but life is so busy these days and so crammed with so many things that it's easy to forget what you're going to do when you pull your car out of the garage. You're going to stop by the bank on the way to work, or you're going to stop by the grocery store on the way home from work, or you're going to put that laundry in before you leave for work, and you forget. Your intention was good, and you meant to do it, but you can't remember. This is where smartphones come in. You can have a reminder that comes up on your phone as soon as you turn it on in the morning. You can have a note that you put by your toothbrush or that you pin to the coffee pot. Um, Writing out a sticky note and sticking it to the coffee pot because you know you're going to the coffee pot when you wake up. All right? You're going to see that note. So make a reminder system that's part of your action plan to make sure that your intentions are happening. Do not rely on your memory. You have to have an action plan and you have to have a reminder system for your action plan. And then it really helps if you have some kind of, it's like a reward system. And the reward is the self-satisfaction. But putting a smiley face on the calendar or crossing off your to-do list and getting those things done that was your action plan for the day, that actually makes you feel better than you think. People that are super chaotic and can't get their action plan together or do not have a reminder system or rely on somebody else to be their memory, their mommy, their secretary, their make-me-do-it person – do not get the self-satisfaction, nor do they get the respect from the people around them as somebody who says what they're going to do and then does what they say they're going to do. So the self-satisfaction that you get and the respect that you get from others for being somebody that can be relied on is huge. And if you're not used to that, you need to get used to it because it's self-motivating in and of itself. The other thing is when you make an intention to get something done. Your action plan should consist of something that I call one, two, three it. 
When you're going to do something like, let's take the teenager who's going to get his English paper done and turned in. If he's going to one, two, three it, one would be, my action plan is I'm going to sit down after dinner and start my English paper. Okay, so you sit down, you've got your computer, you've got your book, you've got what you need to write your English paper. That's a one. Get it all set up, get it all ready, sit down to start to do it. All right? Two is actually do it, finish it, print it out, be done with it, either online email it to your teachers, what they do now, or print it out ready to turn in at school. But you finish it. That's your step three. I turn it in. It's accomplished. I can check it off. I can go, whew, that's done. That's your three. And then you put everything away. So you've one, started it, two, done it, three, finished it, and put it away. That would work for the dishes. That would work for an action plan going to the gym in the morning. That would work for eating healthier. One, I plan it, get an action plan, put it together, like go grocery shopping and get what I want to do to eat healthier. Two, actually do it. Actually make that for dinner. Don't leave the fresh vegetables in your refrigerator to rot while you go get a hamburger. Right? So actually do it. Eat it. Make it happen. And three, accomplish it, finish it, put it all away. Prepare it for the next day. Pack up the leftovers from dinner for your lunch the next day. Then you can have done your action plan and you one, two, three what you're going to do. Same way with quitting drinking or quitting smoking. Action plan. I'm not going to do that anymore. I don't want to have that behavior. Make an alternative plan. I'm going to go to the doctor and get what I need to quit smoking. I'm going to have other things in the house that are my cue to sit down and relax at the end of the day instead of pouring the alcohol. I have an action plan. And I can do it. Then I actually do it. And then I feel the satisfaction of having done what I said I was going to do. You have to take a look at your own behavior, not everyone else around you. How much do your words match your behavior? You say you're going to do something or stop doing something. Do you form an action plan so that you actually do that so that your intention matches your behavior. Now, if there's someone in your life whose intention, whose words do not match their behavior, tell them how that makes you feel because you can't fix it for them. They have to care enough about your relationship or how they affect those around them. And then they have to take a personal inventory and change their behavior. And they have to want to. You can't want it for them. It's hard. Because when it's the one thing that's ruining the intimacy in your behavior, it's hard to watch somebody not care enough to change theirs. So remember that in this busy world, you can count on people who follow through with what they say. That intention does not equal action. So if you want to be a person who's respected and who is trustworthy and who people can say, wow, I really believe in that person. Make your behavior match your words. Make your words match your behavior. This is Dr. Patty, Dr. Patricia Bay, and you've been listening to Therapy in a Nutshell. And I just 
really want you guys to get something out of this. Go to Dr. Patricia Bay Therapy in a Nutshell podcast to share this with somebody that needs to change their behavior. So you guys take care. And this is Therapy in a Nutshell, Dr. Patty, where I just want to help heal the world one hour at a time. The news from Town Hall is brought to you on KCNR Shasta Reading by Shasta Regional Medical Center. Your life, your health, your choice. Shasta Regional Medical Center.